Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you guys for joining me for another week of the Tuesday with Tamika podcast. As I always say, I am truly grateful and honored that you guys are taking out the time to listen in, to support, and to share. Make sure that you are following us on everywhere that podcasts can be found, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other pla- uh, podcast platforms. Today, we have another amazing author that's going to be sharing her journey um, on and being an author in the book that she wrote. But before we do that, you know how I get down. I love to leave you with a word of inspiration, something that you can stand on, especially with everything going on in our country right now. Um, as we have re- as th- right now recording this episode, Uh, For those of you that are in the state of California, you know that we have been placed on a mandatory shutdown, so we are unable to leave our homes. But the great thing is we have this thing called technology. So even though we're not able to go out and, and be with one another, we can definitely be a part of each other's life virtually. So before I send the quote, I just want to encourage you guys, share this podcast, not just for my benefit, but for the benefit of those people around you that you know need some type of positivity in their life. Not only share this podcast, but send somebody a text message, write a letter. Let's go old school. You know, we are all made of good stuff. We've survived some hard things in our lives. And I know that this too shall pass. So let's get on to today's quote. This is actually from one of our community spotlights that we uh, spoke of in the month of March. Uh, the And her name is Kiona Anderson. And this comes directly from her book. And it says, you don't need anyone's permission besides your own to pursue your passion. Shout out to her. I'm working through her workbook. And I'm telling you, you know, I've always been one to believe in myself, even when nobody else was believing in me. But this quote just was confirmation for me. I'm going to read it one more time. You don't need anyone else's permission besides your own to pursue your passion. So those of you that are out there waiting for, you know, your mama, your daddy, your friends, yeah, you waiting for those Facebook likes, you waiting for those Instagram likes to truly launch your career, to write your book, to seek, to write the song, to do whatever, you know, your passion is. Stop waiting. Hey sis, hey, sis you got, got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? I do, you got a minute? Thank you for having me today. You welcome, you welcome. I'm going to do a brief introduction and then I want you just to tell the Tuesday with Tamika audience a little bit more about you and we're going to jump into the interview. And then of course, um, at the end, I'm going to give you the opportunity to really share the book that you wrote and then where the 
uh, audience can find you. So this author is Miss Erica Danielle. Miss Erica Danielle, can you, I feel like in my head, there's like, you know, people <laughs> woo, in the studio audience and clapping. So woo! <laughs> yes, yes, sis. So go ahead and tell yeah, the so audience a little Erica bit Danielle, about yourself. And I'm an author. I'm an educator by day. And I am just a lover of books. I love information. Um, you can never be bored. You can never not learn. There's always something in a book that you can be benefited from. So um, I just am encouraged to help people through my writing. And a lot of my writing is just plain. I write like I talk and it's transparency to help other people get to where they need to be in life. Oh, yes, you are. You, you are definitely on the right podcast because that is something that we honor and that we stand on with Tuesday with Tamika is transparency. You know, in the world of copycats and fake people, we just really believe that transparency is the key to success. Right. You know, people are looking for something real. And um, you are also our co-host. She's also an educator. And I work, um, I am a service provider in the educational field. So just to take a quick left turn, how is the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, how is it affecting you so right now, I'm um, in your Carolina, state and where and you live? I just got word today that schools will be closed until May 15th. Um, I actually have to come into the office because I'm a contracted mm -hmm. teacher. So I'm here catching up on notes every day, reaching out to my teachers because they're all of a sudden have to make online classes and prepare materials, things that they were not prepared to do um, this semester. And of course, having some older teachers, they're asking them to do things online that they're just not completely capable of doing. So what I've been doing is trying to give them the support that they need so that they can reach our students in this time. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for all that you do. I know that me mm -hmm. and my colleagues, we were actually on a Zoom call today, um, just trying to strategize on how to service our students. As of now, um, schools in California will be out until May 1st, but they are projecting all for right. us to be out for the remainder of the school year. So, you know, it's it's a different time that we live in. And I don't definitely don't want to focus um, our whole podcast interview on um, this, this pandemic right. that we're facing in our country, but it's just in my spirit to share, you know, there are people that are listening that, um, right. I just want to validate your feelings right now, you know, because people are telling us that it's not okay to be, you know, especially as believers, you know, sometimes they tell us it's, it's not okay to worry and you need to trust in the Lord, right. but God knows that we're fully right. uh, human as well. And, and your emotions are valid. What you're feeling are is valid. And I, you know, of course, trust in the Lord, lean not into your own understanding, but I also just want to validate you and take a moment right. out right now to it's say okay to that what you, it's okay how you're feeling. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whew, all right. Got that off my chest. So let's go ahead and move into our podcast interview. So our first question is, Miss Erica, when did you realize okay, that so you believe wanted it or not, to be a writer? I knew I wanted to be a writer in the third grade. And my teacher, yeah, my teacher in the third grade told wow. me. Wow. And she <laughs> wrote this amazing grant um, for every student in the classroom to be able to, uh, quote unquote, publish books. So we were writing our own stories and put them in these hardback books that she had gotten a grant for. 
and then I would write short stories and she would put them in the newspaper and I would be so excited when my my story got printed in the newspaper I actually still have those clippings but you know as a child people don't always tell you your options so it was kind of like you can't be a writer or writers don't make any money or "Uh, don't you want to be something else so I I veered away from it um because I didn't understand at that age or even a little bit older about what I can do as a writer to make money. But I feel like I've always known I've journaled every day. I have poetry books and I always knew I wanted to be a writer. I just didn't think I could do it. Wow. That man, it is so amazing because you are definitely, you are our fourth author that we've interviewed. Wow. And every single author said the same thing. They said they knew as a child. So You know, you guys are really challenging me because I also am a published author and I just released my first uh, journal in a line of journals that I will be releasing throughout the year. And it's so funny because, like I said, you guys are challenging me because I thought I wanted to be I thought the the idea of wanting to be an author came after a tragedy that happened in my life. But as I'm looking back, I remember as a kid, I re- I received what's called mm-hmm. the Silver mm-hmm. Spur Award. And it was for writers. And I'm like, I wow, I've always been doing this. But you know, I have, it kind of goes back to the quote right. that I just read. Uh, you don't need anyone's permission besides your own to pursue your passion, right? Because I, I felt like I was it's, looking it's okay. for mm-hmm. people to validate me as an author. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause that just and I think made we all remember because, something um, about my childhood. What <laughs> caused me to publish my first book was a tragedy in my life. And when I published my first book, it was so easy. And mm. I was like, you've been writing all your life. Like you're always doing an article or writing what you think or keeping a journal. So Yes, yes. Oh, man, this is so good. So our, moving on to our next question, how long did it take you to write? Um, and I are you you are you do you have multiple books out that you've published? And if so, how long did it take you to right write now. each book? I'm currently working on more. But the first book, it really didn't take me a long time. Because like I said, um, I'm transparent. So the book was based on my life based on real life events. So I just needed the time to get it off my chest. So that first book only took me about three or four months to get on paper. Now the editing and the the book cover and publishing, that took longer. But actually getting my thoughts on paper took about three to four months. And that was with discipline and time to write every day. Yes, yes, awesome. And so that kind of moves into our next question. Um, I know that you're an educator by trade. While writing your first book, did you work a traditional work schedule while writing? And if so, how did you manage uh, working I in did. your writing and, but the into difference your daily is schedule? At that job, it was a lot less lax, um, which is one of the reasons why I struggle with time management at the job I have now, because it takes so much more of my time. So I completely understand when authors say they don't have time, but I want you to schedule it in just like you scheduled your lunch break. Um, like you schedule this podcast, like you schedule anything else, yes. your, your nail appointment. So um, at that time, I had more time to do it. Uh, and I was I would schedule out my lunch when I was at work. So I w- wrote for an hour every day at work. And then when I got home, I would finish it. Uh, now, 
I do it when I get home and I make myself right every weekend. But it hasn't been as good as I would like it to be only because my hours are so different now, especially with this virus going on. We just are going day to day and there's so much more other things that I have to do that are not more important, but have to be done first. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree. And as I shared on with our first author interview, I, I really want you guys to be taking notes, you know, whether it's a mental note or a physical note, because anything right. worth doing requires something of you. So when I, uh, when I wrote my first book, likewise, you know, I would during uh-huh. my lunch breaks, during uh, my 15 minute breaks I, at the time I was working at a mental health institute, uh, um, uh, institution and I was the supervisor. Right. So I had a lot of pressing things on my plate, but instead of me, you know, using that time to scroll right. Facebook, to scroll Instagram, I would write during my lunch breaks. And so if you want to do something, it's definitely, you're definitely capable of doing it. It's all about time management. So I agree with you 100%. The other thing is, For those of you that are out there and you're thinking, well, I got little kids or I have, you know, my husband or I have, you know, other things that may require um, time of you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to veer a little bit to the left. And um, Erica, (laughs) if you have watched this movie, I definitely want you to chime in. Um, (laughs) And and some of y'all may throw rocks at me. And if you do, oh, well, (laughs) y'all know that I'm going to speak my truth. So I just watched um, and I actually watched it with my daughter. Um, the story mm-hmm. of Madam C.J. Walker. And it was phenomenal. Like, you know, I really love that they were able to share her story. Uh, but there was a, a part in the, mm-hmm. the movie where her husband began to cheat. Now, there is never, ever, ever, Correct. ever, ever a reason to cheat. However, I am a firm That's believer right. That's your first ministry. that charity be- mm-hmm. begins at home. Your first and you need ministry. to take care of your home. <laughs> That's your first. Come on, sister. <laughs> So I'm not blaming her for his infidelity. I'm not saying that she should not have pushed so hard. But what I am saying that is as you are climbing, as you are pursuing your goals, make sure that your family is not uh, left behind. Make sure you are still taking care of your house. You have to have balance and you can do both. And you can be successful in in your family and in your career. Um, one of the things that I thought you were going to lead into was sometimes, you know, when, when you're wanting to write or you wanting to be successful, maybe you, the home office doesn't work for you. Cause sometimes I have to leave my house. I have to leave my house and go to the library or leave my house and go to a bookstore just to tell myself you're at work. Um, and I think like, as far as that, I don't think that she had balance. I mean, her success was phenomenal, but for me, I don't have success if my family's not successful. You know, it's kind of like if I go to work and I treat everybody nice Come and I'm smiling in everybody's face and I buy lunch and I got a work husband, which I'm totally against, but I go home and I treat my husband, you know, as if he doesn't pay all the bills right. or even if he doesn't, you know, then I, I have a problem with that. Um, I actually commented on somebody's post on Facebook earlier this week about that and it wasn't, it wasn't taken so well, but they thought that I meant it was okay for him to cheat. And I didn't mean that um, because I don't agree with it either. But at the same time, I think that people, all people want to feel needed. And even being an author or entrepreneur, it's very important that when your spouse is not an entrepreneur, that you continue to include them and especially a man to let the man be the man of your house. So. 
Come on. She's she's talking good. I sure hope y'all taking notes. You know, I one of the things that mm-hmm. I often say is I want holistic success. So I've told my children, I will refuse to go out here right. and and uh, inspire and encourage because right. God has given me the opportunity to speak at schools and to speak mm-hmm. at different events. Mm-hmm. And then my kids be acting a fool at the house. No, it starts at home. So I'm not going to go. And I have actually, um, before launching my podcast and relaunching and rebranding myself as an um, inspirational speaker and, and the things that I'm doing, I took a whole year and a half off because my house wasn't in order. And I feel like when when you are in God's, That's when you right. follow God's order, everything's right. going to work out. Yes. So good, good, good. I I didn't mean for us to veer to the left, but I feel like that was important for us to share. So Miss Erica, I you have said a couple of times that you are transparent and I truly truly appreciate that. We are definitely kindred spirits. So I want you to share something with us, something interesting, something you know, that you have not shared. I I do follow you on social media. So I know that you are pretty transparent and you share a lot of good stuff about you. Um, But I want you to share something that you would feel comfortable that that people may be surprised about. It could be something from your childhood, something that you just haven't shared openly that you feel like, (laughs) okay, I got to get this off my chest. Now is the time to share. Because I feel like I probably talk too much. Um, but one of the things I want people to know about being an <laughs> author or publishing a book or starting a business or whatever it is that is your heart's desire, um, sometimes you have to do it afraid and sometimes you have to do it alone. Um, the older I get, the more I have learned that I have friends yes. for different pockets. You know, there was a saying for a long time that, you know, no new friends or you mm. know, I don't have any friends. A lot of women say that I don't have any friends and I hate that it took me getting into my 30s to realize that I do need friends. Um, If I was unfriendly or unwilling to make friends, then I would never be able to have met you, you know? And I feel like it's important of women to meet women of your caliber. I feel like it's important to help women um, to be an asset and to be friends with people that can be an asset to me because so many times, you know, women, we are superheroes, so we do everything by ourselves, We don't need anybody else. And so we miss out because we don't connect Mm -hmm. with one another. And so going back to doing it afraid and doing it alone, um, I remember looking up to people like you that had done it before me and not having even a dime in my bank account. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to publish this book and I don't have any money, but I'm going to do it. And I remember um, selling my first book. All All my bills were paid had gas in the car, I had food, but I had literally like $20 in my bank account. And so I remember when I sold my first book, instead of me like taking that and I don't know, you can't do anything with $20, but I didn't eat it. I took that $20 and I reinvested and I bought more books to sell. (laughs) And so I kept doing that until I had more than $20. And so I think sometimes people think that, you know, oh, she's doing this because she has the money she has the funds she has the support she has the friends she has the connections and that's not always true you know you just have to start where you are and sometimes we don't want to start where we are because we are afraid so my thing is to you know do it afraid and it's okay mm-hmm. you know Man, there's so times good. now when I'm still afraid to do the things it's so big but you know if it's so big then it's because you need God to do it you know if it's small then you're probably thinking too small that's right 
man, that is so good. So, wow. Something that I don't think I've shared yet on the, um, on my po- uh, podcast since I've published my journal is when I, when I decided to do this, so I'm not even going to get into that long story, but Uh when I remember, I remember when I said, okay, I'm now going to promote it. I did not have any of the systems in place. So I didn't have, I had just redid my website. So that wasn't working. Like nothing was up and running, but I remember Uh listening to uh, Gary V. He's an influencer and he said, (laughs) ideas are crap. He didn't say crap. Can you use another word? Uh (laughs) And Uh he said, but um, execution is key. And so I remember hearing that and I said, okay, what do I have? I got Facebook, I got Instagram, I got Twitter, I got Snap, I got all these other tools Mm -hmm. and I know how to make some quick graphics. So I made the graphics. I did like a quick two minute video. Right. And literally with it, and I was scared, you know, I thought, okay, people are not going to really believe in me. People are, you know, whatever. But going back to our quote. I didn't need anybody else's permission. I had to believe me and I to in order to pursue my goals. So within the first 30 minutes wow. of me posting that video, I you had sold 10 jobs. And I was like, what? Like pre-sale, you know, use what I got. So going back to what Erica said, do it afraid and use what you got. You know, people think like, okay, how do I do it? And, and people often come mm-hmm, to me and ask mm-hmm. me, how do they write and how do they become? And I just say, just start, just start. You know, if you want to do pen and paper or you want to do on your computer, it, mm-hmm. there are an amazing apps where you can text to type and you, yes, you know, you could talk. <laughs> it. That's what I did because I know how to run my mouth real good. <laughs> what mm-hmm, I don't know how mm-hmm. to do is a lot of times punctuation and spelling and all that stuff was my barrier. So I would, I, you know, that stopped me for so many years, but I said, okay, if I could speak this and then figure out another way, mm-hmm. all you got to do with technology, it'll auto-correct. It'll correct itself. So just start. Do it afraid and just start with what you have. Oh, that was so good. So moving moving back into uh, your book, what platform oh, did you, you know, use this to is a little bit of book? a story. I'm not going to make it long, but just a little bit more encouragement. So when I started to publish my book, I searched and searched for publishers. And I found a publisher, which will remain nameless. And we got like almost all the way through. I spent <laughs> thousands of dollars to publish this book. And when I say that, I don't say that like I have a lot of money. I meant like I put all I had into it. And my husband was still alive at the time. And so you wow. know, we were banking on this, this, this working. And so right at the end, like I, I was ready to go to print. I get a, I get a message that, they are shutting down their company mm-hmm. completely. Nobody's getting any refunds. Um, just ridiculousness. Like, oh my God, what do you mean? I've come so far. Like, because the publishing process with them actually took longer than it did for me to write the book. You know, the editing and the book cover and you wow. know, the content and all yada, yada, yada. So I'm just kind of like heartbroken. And so I remember like I couldn't I had spent so much money with them. I couldn't even pay anybody else to edit my book again. And so I kind of skimmed through it because, you know, when you look Mm. at something over and over again, it just doesn't even make sense to you anymore, even though you wrote it. And I remember thinking my book should have been published a year ago, you know, and I remember it was January. And I said, you know what, in February, I'm going to send this book to print. And I looked and I looked online for online publishing and I came across, um, it was at the time, I can't remember, but now it's 
Amazon. Amazon bought, cre- yeah, Create Space. That's what it was. Create Space. I went through Create Space. Uh, create Space. And um, mm-hmm. I, I had everything. I just sent it to print. And there are a couple of mistakes in it, but I, I had to do it. Because if I didn't do it, I was going to keep looking at it. I was going to be afraid. I was going to say, um, and it probably would have never got done. But Create Space was wonderful. It was free. Um, and it's super easy to use. And that's why I did it again with mm-hmm. my second book. Uh, but that I, I want people to know that you don't have to spend thousands of dollars um, to get your book published. You can ask school teachers to edit your book. You know, I didn't think of those things then. You can ask other people that, that do book covers, graphics, things like that, college students to publish the book. <coughs> yes. So good. And and right now that we're in this, um, bit, you know, what, what our state right. and our country is dealing with, reach out, reach out to college students, reach out to, there's also another um, online service. It's called, um, I believe it's called above five or below five. I can't remember exactly, but you can, um, I'll put, I'll definitely put all of that information in the show notes where you can have people edit your book, you know, be careful of course, and vet, vet the people that you're using, but for less than like five, $10, you know, for some people in other countries or college students, that's a a meal. So they're willing to do that stuff for five or 10 bucks. So there's lots of resources out there to edit your book. And as you were talking, you know, it just stirred up Mm because I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And it just stirred up some information, some inspiration inside of me. So just to piggyback off of that very briefly, there is a great book that I read years ago. Um, and it's by Napoleon Hill. And it is, um, ah, the name escapes me right now, but it, it's basically um, talking about mm-hmm. like, um, it's a, it's like a motivational self-help book. Oh, wow. He wrote this book in 1930 and it did you not preach, do anything until 1960. Come on now. <laughs> right. So he wrote it. And it kind of just mm-hmm. shut on, set on the shelves until somebody found it. And it became like still to this day, we are, you know, nearly a hundred wow. years later, it is still a bestseller. Everywhere you go, you can find this book. And I can't believe the name is escaping me, but it's Napoleon Hill. I definitely know he's an author of it. And he re- wrote several books mm-hmm. after that. But just imagine 30 years of your book sitting, not right. doing anything, but in the right timing, right? Um, God knows the right timing for everything. So for those of you that are like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I wrote my first book maybe five years ago and now it's starting to trend. Now people are starting to read it. And at the time, and like you, Erica, when I wrote my book, now looking back because I was mm-hmm, in a different mm-hmm. space in my life, I had cuss words in it. I had, and I'm like, oh gosh, I that's where you were. And I right. no, no, because that's where I was at. You know, I was right there. And it's, I, and I want people that read my book to understand that and show grace and and understand the process that I was going through at the time. And at first, I was gonna pull mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. because it doesn't represent who I am. Somebody today. needs to read that. But I'm like, no, because there are readers that read that book. Somebody needs to read it. So. I thank you, Erica, for persevering. You know, there was a lot of things that you said um, as you were sharing about your book that I heard. And I just want you to know that I heard you and that I am, I'm proud of you for persevering because it sounds like you went through some stuff to get this book published um, personally, financially, 
emotionally, I heard you, I heard you sis. And I I'm believing that all of that struggle and, or, in, and you willing to persevere through I the really struggle, you're going to reap a great yeah. reward. Yes. Yes. Woo. Okay. So that was awesome. We are going to move into our listener letter. So if you still have some time, we're going to Great. answer our listener letter together. And then we were going into our community spotlight. And then that's where I'll give you the opportunity to really share more in depth about your book. And then Great. where the listeners can also find you to purchase. All right. So today's listener letter comes from... Let's see. I lo- I'd love to give people a pseudo name. And those of you that are listening, if you have a listener letter, if you need some advice, if you're struggling with something, you can always email us at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. Every letter that we read online is completely anonymous. So you don't have to worry about being <laughs> audited or exposed, as the kids say. I'm not going to tell who you are. I'm just going to read your letter and read your question in order to help other people. So this week we have gotten several, several, several Mm. letters about um, anxiety and depression and how to um, persevere through, you know, the recent um, things that our country is facing. So there's another letter and we're going to call this person, we'll say Coco. We're going to call this uh, listener Coco. And they also say uh, their letter, very similar to one that we read earlier this week is how do you stay on track when it feels like anxiety and depression is overtaking you and how do you overcome obstacles? Oh, so wow. I'll Thanks go ahead so and much. let you take that up first. Sis. Um, listening to that is like, wow, today <laughs> is the day I guess I should be on this show. Um, not because I'm an expert, but because it's something I've dealt with. Um, I try to help people when they're dealing with it. And you can't speak from a place that you've never been. So when I'm saying this, I say this wholeheartedly, yeah. heartfelt, in a caring way. Um, I've dealt with depression and grief and anxiety. I've lost lots of people in my life. And I'm saying this because I want whoever's listening to understand that not only am I being transparent, but I've been where you are. Um, I lost my mother and my grandmother a year, yeah. no, a month apart when I was 19. I lost my husband when I was 32. Oh, wow. And it just feels like everybody in my life is 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 leaving. And that's on top of, you know, repossession or the, the housing crash of 2009, 2008 or whatever. So um, what I want to remind you or remind the people out here that are dealing with anxiety and depression is that it cannot kill you if you don't let it. Um, we give it more power than it should have mm. because what we're fighting against is not flesh and blood. It's unseen and it's in our mind. And so the biggest fight you Come have on. is in your mind. So you have to change your thoughts. You have to change your mind and you have to change your words. And you say, how do you do that? Because I know it sounds simple and it's, it may not be as simple for some people, but one of the things that I used to have to do, and I lie to you not, when my husband died, I was such a zombie that I would wake up in the morning. And I, mind you, I have to go to work now. I only have one income. There's nobody there to take care of me. Um, and I would cry. It was so hard, not just because he was gone, but I was in such a fog that I couldn't even manage to get dressed. Or I would put on something and it wouldn't fit and I would cry. Or I would put mm-hmm. on something and I couldn't zip it up because I was used to him zipping it up and I would cry. 
um, it would be raining and I didn't want to go to work and I, I would cry. Like it was just this deep, deep, deep depression. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. If I did sleep, I slept too much. It was just, it was a mess. I was a mess. And so one of the things that I did to help me through that transition is mm-hmm. I would promise myself things. I would say, okay, E, if you get up today and, and you put your clothes on and you go to work, when you get off work, you can get some ice cream. And I know that's the smallest, most simplest, maybe insignificant thing, but it meant something to me. And so I would tell myself, if you can just get up and get through mm-hmm. today, you're going to buy yourself some flowers after work. If you can get up and make it through the day and it will be whatever something that would make me happy. But I had to push myself and tell myself that I could make it. And once I started rewarding myself for doing those things, then I started doing something what I like to call grief management. It could be depression management, anxiety management. And I would talk to it. I would speak to that spirit and I would say, hey, not today and not right Mm -hmm. now. Now, maybe when I get home, I'll get in the shower and I cry but you are not going to cripple me today. Not in this moment. I have too much to do. And then you have to remember why you're here, what your purpose is. I had to remember, yes, this is horrible that this has happened to me, but it's not only happening to me. I'm not being punished. God still loves me. He's not through with me yet. That's why he keeps waking me up. I'm not an accident. And this did not catch him by surprise. So even though I'm thrown off, I didn't know these people were going to leave me. I didn't know I was going to lose this job. I didn't know I was going to lose this this person, this whatever, this financial thing that I thought I would have forever. God is not mocked, you know? And so whatever you put out is what you're going to reap. So I had to change my words. I had to learn how to speak life into myself mm. again. And I had to want to live. That's something that you got you got to want it. Because when you don't want to live, you don't. You're already dead. You're walking dead when you don't want to live. But you have to tell that thing that you don't have control over me. You have to know who you are and whose you are and decide to live. My <laughs> God, she doesn't preach the whole. I need y'all to start cash out in this, sis. <laughs> she doesn't preach the whole word. And there is not much that I can add to this. Um, this was definitely confirmation. So those of you that are listeners of Tuesday with Tamika, you know that I have said over and over that while I was going through Mm. my bouts of depression and my hard times, I had to look myself in Mm -hmm. the mirror and I would say things that I forgave myself for, things that I, I was proud of myself and things that I promised. So she just was confirmation that what I did, right, even right. though y'all probably thought, oh, she crazy. She talking about things that she promised to herself. You have to be willing to, yeah. you have to, you don't have, sometimes we don't have cheerleaders. So Coco th- that wrote in this letter, I know it may be hard, especially those mm. of you that depend on like your job for, um, you know, to be, to feel right. alive and, and, and now we're alone. So we're not taking what we're going through lightly. We totally understand where you're at because we lived it. Mm-hmm. We lived it. You know, we, we are true overcomers and Erica, you are truly an overcomer. Um, and the only thing that I want to add to that mm-hmm. is first Peter five and seven. It says, mm-hmm. cast all your anxieties and be on him. And we know him is Jesus Christ, right. our Lord and savior, because he cares for us. So even if you are not a believer, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to urge you to, to try or give, give something a try, you know, because we can't 
fight this battle. As Eric has said, it's not a, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual things and wickedness in high places. So even what we're going through, and I'm not trying right, to right. spike anybody's anxiety or anybody's fears, mm -hmm. but I want you guys to know that this is bigger than us. And, but there's yes, somebody over us, there mind. is something over us that is, we've already won. Yes, we, and we have already won. The battle belongs to God and to cast your cares and your fears on him. The other thing at Tuesday with Tamika, mm -hmm. that we are big yes, components of mental health it. and getting therapy. We are team therapy. So, yes. So if you feel like, you know, this weight is too heavy to carry. And, it's, and even now, you know, and I would definitely put links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. There are, mm -hmm. you know, where you could do teletherapy. You can do a therapy online. You could do it through the phone. So there are resources out there. I will also be posting that information on my social media sites mm -hmm. because God has given us strategy. He has given putting people in place for us to use. So Coco, I want you to utilize that. And those of you that are listening, if you need any support, any, you know that you can always uh, reach out to me at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. Continue to send in your listener letters. I truly, truly appreciate you guys because right. here's the thing you're the if you're one. feeling it mm -hmm. more than likely 10 other people are feeling it you're not alone fear mm -hmm. anxiety depression it likes to isolate us to make us think that we're the only ones feeling this but you being brave enough to reach out and to contact me is helping other people so coco you are truly our hero today Thank you for reaching out. And I hope the information that Erica and myself gave you helps you. And if there's anything else that we can do to support you, do not hesitate oh, to right. reach out. All right. So let's go into our last segment. It's us, the community. I'm super excited about this. So every week at Tuesday with Tamika, we do a community spotlight where we love to highlight people in the community, businesses that are doing amazing things for the community. But this week and all the month of April, our community Yay. spotlights have been our authors. So I'm super excited about that. So Erica, what I want you to do in your own way, <laughs> however, you could tell I'm super churchy, in your own way, <laughs> however you want to share more about your, you feel, please feel free to share about both of your books, titles, uh, kind of a synopsis. Don't get the people everything because I want them to be able to go out and buy, but just, just a synopsis of your books and, and actually where they can get in contact with you. So uh, all your social media handles and your links to your books. Again, she will be sending all that over to me. So I will be adding it in the show notes for you to easily, easily access her. But at this time, Erica, I want to give you the floor to just share whatever's on your heart about both of your books and how the um, okay. audience so, can get in contact with you. Fun story. Um, I actually wrote both of my books before my husband passed away. So he was aware of them and we were supposed to do this adventure together. Um, so my first two books were are about relationships because mm. I'm big on healthy relationships, healthy marriages. I believe in marriage like I believe in Jesus. So um, the second book is called Relationship Facts, Opinions or Whatever. And it's just a fun read, a synopsis of little tidbits of advice that I picked up or things that I learned along the way in the time that I was married. Um, real short, one of the the topics or the bullet points in that book says um, I'm going to make everybody mad 
feed your husband first, right? So everybody was like, "Come oh, on, no, like, come oh on, God, God, no bring that out." Their their kids eat, be hungry, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Nobody said that, you know. Um, what happened to the days where we all sat down together and you made sure that your husband got the big piece of chicken? You know, nobody's saying that your children are starving. We're just saying, teach our kids who have become so entitled for whatever reason that they eat because their father provides. That's the bottom line. So little tidbits like that are in relationship so good. And then my novel, per se, um, is based on our our life. And so in the story, it's... um. They want to get a divorce. They're having trying times. And so they're talking about leaving one another. And so in the book, the character's name is Eva. And so Eva wants to leave. She's upset with her husband. Nothing is going right in their marriage. And she blames everything on him until Eva has to go to therapy and take a look at herself in the mirror and own up to her own demons and devils and everything that she's done in her life. Um, even before she met her mm. husband. So that's what that book is about. And the reason why I had to write that book, one, was to heal myself. And then two, my husband said that I had to publish it because, yeah. um, like I say, I'm always transparent. But he was like, you know, babe, people need to read this because everybody tells you that, you know, marriage is so sweet. And if your marriage isn't sweet, then something's wrong with you. And nobody, nobody tells you that your first year of marriage is the hardest. Like, nobody tells you that. And then when you're with your friends, right. it's kind of like, oh, girl, I don't have that problem. Or what's wrong with you? Or, you know, just stick it out. And so the thing about that book is not just staying and sticking it out, but actually being able to hear from God about your directions from what you should do. And I make it very clear in my book that um, it's not that I promote divorce or am I against divorce but you can only know what to do based on what your relationship with God is so I think that um the media and you know we listen yes. to our homegirls girl I wouldn't take that if I was you you know we were too easily swayed by other people's relationships about what your relationship would be when you can't base your relationship off other people's marriage So good, man, that I, those sound like some great, great, great reads. I love it. I'm all about healthy relationships. So, so where I am can on the Facebook listeners find all the you? time at Erica Danielle. My page is public, Erica with a C. I'm on Instagram, Erica Danielle 365. And that's public as well. Awesome. Perfect. So I am going to make sure that we add all of her, her information to the show note and these amazing books. I have a lot, a lot of married women or I have women that are inspiring to be married yes. um, that I believe in. Mm -hmm. Not only women, mm -hmm. brothers, we need this information too. <laughs> so um, those of you that are listening, you can purchase where my can books they purchase online your at Amazon.com. You can also purchase at BarnesandNoble.com. And if you want a signed copy, you can DM me on either Instagram or Facebook, and I will sign your copy and mail it to you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Come on, <laughs> sign copies. So I'm going to make sure that we get all of that information in the show notes. Um, this has been a pleasure, Erica. You are definitely I know. a kindred spirit. I feel like we've been friends for some time already. <laughs> 
I really appreciate you being transparent and sharing your story. So as we're wrapping up, you know, again, I just want to remind you that you don't need anybody's approval to pursue your goals and your dreams. Go out there and do what God has. Oh, some of us mm -hmm. have some amazing, no, not some of us, all of us have God-given talents and abilities. As we say in Tuesday with Tamika, remember mm -hmm. to always lift as you climb. Remember to live a life to inspire and not impress. I love you guys. I thank you guys for listening once again. Erica, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for just being, you welcome being a part of Tuesday with Tamika. Live a life to inspire and not impress. Love you. Miss you. Bye-bye.